All right, Nath. Hello, Trevor. How are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right, buddy. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to yet another episode of We Need to Talk About Movies podcast. And today we need to talk about... Oh, it's a classic, isn't it, Nath? It's... It's an absolute classic. A gem It of is a, film. a feast for the eyes. <laughs> the 1987... Sequel too far, Jaws the Revenge. So, yeah, been a long time since I watched Jaws the Revenge, if I'm honest, Nath. Was it too long or not long enough? (laughs) Yeah, I think not long enough. (laughs) So this is episode 23, Jaws the Revenge. Have you watched the Jaws films, Nath? Are you into the Jaws films a lot or seen them? I enjoy Jaws. Of course you do. And I enjoy Jaws... Even more so having read the book. The book's pretty shit, isn't it? I think I remember the second one. Is the second one the one where Jaws dies by eating a massive power cable? Yeah. Yeah. Death by electrocution. Yeah. I don't remember the third one. The third one's at SeaWorld. It's got Dennis Quaid in it. Right. And it was filmed in 3D. The critics absolutely panned Jaws 3, as you can probably understand. You must have seen it. It's the one with the giant shark. Right. I think maybe maybe I have seen it. I seem to remember something with a smaller pool with a smaller shark in it at SeaWorld. That's right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. they got the small shark. Um, Lewis Gusset Jr. is in it. And funnily enough, Lewis Gusset Jr. had just won the Academy Award for Best Actor in An Officer and a Gentleman before he acted in Jaws 3. <laughs> and many years later, Michael Caine had just won the Best Actor Oscar for Hannah and her sisters, which he couldn't accept because he was filming Jaws the Revenge. Right. Okay. Um, well, to be honest, I know we'll get onto this later, but Michael Caine was pretty fucking horrendous in this film. Yeah, I, I heard somewhere that Michael Caine was just a workaholic and just couldn't turn anything down. Yeah, workaholic or money grabbing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> couldn't have enough money. Is that it? Because there is a famous quote of his, isn't there, where it's like, I haven't seen the film Jaws. Do you like this, this impression? I haven't seen the film Jaws, The Revenge. I hear it's rubbish, but I have seen the house it paid for, and I love it. <laughs> so, you can't argue with that. No, no, well, I mean, you know, if someone's going to pay him an awful lot of money for doing what he did in Jaws, The Revenge, then fair play to him. Yeah, I think it was like seven days' work for Jaws Revenge. He was there for seven days and got paid, I think, one and a half million pounds. I think the hardest thing for him must have been trying to keep a straight face whilst looking... I don't think things like that bother him. He's been in some shit, hasn't he? Well, no, I mean, whilst looking at (laughs) Ellen Brody and those fucking shoulder pads. (laughs) Yeah, but you think everyone had shoulder pads like that, Nathan? It was the 80s. Did they? It was the 80s, yeah. She was well in... I mean, she was... You know, she was getting on a bit when she was in Jaws of Revenge. And, uh, yeah, a bit of a weird choice. I mean, like an ageing leading lady when, you know, other films would have men in the main roles. I suppose just before this, it was Aliens, wasn't it? Oh, with Ripley. It was 86. Yeah, so they're probably going for that strong feminine role. And the shoulder pads added to the power, look, <laughs> the strength. Yeah, I'd imagine they did. Mate, she had them on in every fucking scene <laughs> literally that's yeah. the one thing i couldn't stop thinking about after watching that film <laughs> weird isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is anyway we'll get back onto that in a bit because i like to ask the public what they've been doing and stuff you know what i mean oh yeah oh yeah first of all 
going back two weeks to um, talk radio. Right, yeah. Because at this point that we are recording, you ready for this, Dave? <laughs> Boogie Nights hasn't been released yet, so no one's heard right. it yet. They have now Good. that they're listening to this, but when we're yeah, recording but- it, they haven't. So Ingrid Laura Fox Five sent in her recommendation for talk radio, and she said, amazing, thank you guys so much. Um, she said, I wonder what it does say t- about me that it's my favourite film. Because that was your question, wasn't it, Nave? Yeah, well, <laughs> I didn't mean it as a personal sort no. of uh, thing. I just, you know, words, my mouth, no control, you know. <laughs> but she said, personally speaking, I've never seen a performance to rival Eric Bogosian in talk radio. I don't like action movies much. I get my thrills from constant, tense dialogue. And no, this film will not be made now. Too many topics of offence. And then she goes on to say, it was actually based on a real man called Alan Berg, who was assassinated for his insistence on having his right to free speech, which I suppose makes the film more important today. Imagine if we all went around shooting people in the head that we didn't agree with. There'd be no one left. <laughs> but yeah, thank you, uh, Ingrid. That was a great film. I, I, I did enjoy it. It has left an impression on me. Um, but then I went on to ask our listeners, said, a sequel too far? because we're doing Jaws Revenge. In this week's podcast, we'll be discussing a certain abysmal sequel to a classic movie. I want to hear which sequels you think should never have been made. Um, we've had a few comments on here. Do you want to hear them? Yeah, yeah, definitely, mate. Dean Harvey said, he almost got it. Jaws 3D. All copies should be burnt. Fair enough. I mean, that is very, very close, wasn't it? It was close. Jaws 3D will discuss at another point because i mean i would like to discuss jaws it is one of my favorite films so i think we'll work backwards from jaws revenge then we'll do jaws free at some point not next week but you know a long way down the line we work backwards to jaws jaws can be like the crowning glory you know what i mean oh yeah um and then ingrid again she said exorcist 2 although exorcist 3 is excellent i i've seen them both i did think exorcist 3 was good actually um, I think, is that the one in the asylum? Uh, and then over on Instagram, Records and Bands, which is um, a chap called Rob, commented, crap sequels with the Godfather 3 count. Um, it is poor in comparison. It's like, it was a sequel too far. Godfather 1 and 2 is perfect. They didn't need 3. Uh, it then says, Temple of Doom was a bit shit after Raiders. Temple of Doom. I didn't mind it. I think Crystal Skulls would have been a better choice for (laughs) a sequel too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mind the first three indie films. Yeah, see, Temple of Doom is, it's not my favourite. It's not the one I watch. If I watch an Indiana Jones film, it's Raiders or Last Crusade. And I don't know which one of those I like best. I do enjoy Last Crusade. I love the relationship between Sean Connery and um, Harrison Ford in that. I really do enjoy it. And then he says, Jaws needed no sequels. See? Nail on the head. Yeah. And then he says, the kids say that Cars 2 was terrible. Don't get Nafe started on Cars. <laughs> Don't like sexy <laughs> Um But I loved Cars, and I thought Cars 2 was awful. It was just an excuse to make cars that run around shooting each other so that they could make their own version of Mario Kart right. for the computers, basically. So good answers there, Rob. And then uh, I think it's his brother, Samuel, said, unpopular opinion, but I thought Rocky Balboa sequels was one of the best Rocky films. But I think a lot of people sort of thought that. 
it was a good comeback, wasn't it? Five was the awful one with like, Tommy Gunn. Yeah, the yeah. kickboxing, wasn't it, or something? Fist, fist fighting, street fighting, street, street fighting. Yeah, 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 cashing in on the street fighting fad. And then he put, but to actually get on topic, I thought Matrix Reloaded was terrible, although Revolution was decent. I can't really remember. It's been so long. I remember half enjoying the second one, but not being bothered to go back to watch the third one. And then trying to watch a third one on DVD and then just not bothering. And then on a completely unrelated post, but related at the same time, Johnny Waffle has commented on an Instagram post that I put up of Jaws a long time ago. He's put, my favourite film as a kid and also right through to now. I ended up buying the Blu-ray version with extras. I love it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Me too. Man, man after your own art there, Trevor. Oh, it certainly is, yeah. Um, Dave. Trev. We've done all that. We we have done that. So, have you seen any films this week? Oh, mate, I, I have watched a couple of films this week. Come on, talk to me. One would be America the Motion Picture. Right, intriguing. So, basically, I, I my knowledge of American history is vague, to say the least. But after watching this, anything I thought I knew is just, yeah, gone. Because they just fudge the timelines of history and sort of reinvent it. And um, the main character, George Washington, is just like this massive, stacked, butch, uh, action hero type kind of guy that goes off looking for a crew that's going to help uh, revolt against the British. And then there's so many sort of like Star Wars-y, Avengers sort of undertones with Lord of the Rings-esque sort of moments in it. And it's just <laughs> it's just brilliant. I honestly didn't think it was going to be anything worth watching. And then I ended up totally hooked. And I'm, you know, sort of almost looking for an excuse to watch it again. So that was good. Well, here we go, Nath. we got a podcast that could be the perfect excuse to watch that again. Is it animated? Yeah, no, it is animated, mate. It's done by the same people that do the Archer series. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then also I watched... The Graduate. Ah, oh, what a classic. But there's another film on the list for the podcast. I do love The Graduate. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really, really good film. I really enjoyed it. And uh, Dustin Hoffman, I just can't get over how young he is in it. But also his portrayal of a really nervous, confused young man who doesn't know his direction in the world is just Brilliant, I thought. Yeah. It was great from start to finish. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman played the character in The Graduate, Benjamin, isn't it? Yeah. He played him as though he was buying condoms for the first time. Yeah, well, very well done. And a bit of a link to Jaws, The Revenge and Jaws. Did you notice someone pop up in the background of this film, of The Graduate? I think it's when he's visiting the girl, and I think they're arguing in the hall, and... The boy next door keeps putting his head out. Are you okay out here? I thought I heard arguing. I thought I heard shouting or something like that. Ah, I didn't. No, go on. Richard Dreyfuss. No way. Was it? In a role before he was famous, yeah. There you go. Little facts. Little facts for you. Little facts, bruv. Yeah. So, good films, Nath. Good films. Yeah. Well, it was a good choice. What about you, sir? Are you watching any films this week? Uh, Do you know what? I have, actually. I've watched three films. One, after watching Boogie Nights last week and watching the documentary all about John Holmes and the Wonderland murders. Yep. And then I said there was a film called Wonderland with Val Kilmer in all about the Wonderland murders. So I actually watched that, which was it's interesting. It was a bit cheesy, a bit sort of corny. When I first started watching, I was like, ah, oh, this shit. But I actually really enjoyed it towards the end. And some good actors in it, including 
Eric Bogosian. No way. Yeah, he played the um, like the drug dealer bloke. Sort of the same character that he used in Boogie Nights with the dressing gown. Yeah. He plays him, Eddie Nash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've not seen Eric Bogosian. I don't never knew him before we started doing this podcast. And now he's turned up in three films. Right, there you go. Um, other films I watched was Keeping Up With The Joneses, which is a film with Zach, what's his name, uh, out of... Alaphanakis. Al- Alaphanakis, yeah, good one, well done. And Isla Fisher, where they have some spies come and live next door. It was a bit corny, but we sort of watched it with the family and just enjoy it for what it was. There were some funny bits in it. Uh, but I think my film of the week that I watched, which... I've seen it a long time ago, but could I remember anything about it? I've owned it for ages, and I don't can't understand why I've never rewatched it. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> oh, mate, I thought it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The parts I've seen of it, it's like, yeah, that's totally a Trev film, you know. <laughs> yeah. So John Heder, isn't it? Who was um, in Blades of Glory? Yeah, but he plays Napoleon Dynamite, just a real weird nerd and oh it's just great yeah i really enjoyed it so that's the films i've watched Nath. well it's a good selection of films but is there a film that we've both watched this week that we could maybe record a podcast about oh let me think let me think i don't suppose by any chance you watched that um totally unnecessary fourth entry installment it's the fourth installment in the jaws saga did you i did actually oh that's funny well let's let's have a conversation about that let's mate. discuss that let's discuss that oh so jaws of revenge Nath. um i remember being really excited for jaws of revenge yeah when i was younger it's 1987 it probably came out on vhs at 1988 yeah and i remember the poster turning up in a uh, little video shop in our village and I remember thinking, oh, God, I can't wait for it to come out. And it was a 15. And when I first got the video, put it in the VHS recorder, I was, like, so excited. And the theme tune starts, and you see the shark swimming around, and then it comes up above the water, and it's Amity Island. And I'm like, oh, this looks great. This is great. And then right up until the bit where the sun gets killed, you know, the first scene, was really shocking to me, because Sean was the young son of Chief Brody. Yeah. And you just think, oh, no, you can't kill sean and it was a real shocking scene but then the rest of the film unfolds and i remember just being so disappointed <laughs> even at seven yeah this film is no good you know unfortunately <laughs> after the first scene they go to the caribbean and everything's all quite bright and cheerful which doesn't really suit the tone of the film does it no there's a few bits like that to be fair at the end of the film there's like two alternative endings which basically they released the film everyone hated the ending so then they went and re-edited the ending and then released it over here but he 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 turns up he's alive and it's all right and then yeah they all swimming around in the sea and he's like oh i'm all right uh." and then it goes on to the final scene where they're all getting on the plane and it's all a happy ending whereas in the theatrical version in america and Jake dies, Mario Van Peebles. Which makes much more sense. Much more sense. There's a few extra gory shots of the shark. They're all in the water. The boat, like, collapses, and they all jump in the water, and it's, like, real shocking ending. And then it's the happy... It cuts straight to the happy scene of them getting on the plane. It's like, that doesn't sit right. That's like... 
they've just lost a friend and they're all like hey i'll see you see you in the <laughs> summer it's like bizarre bizarre yeah 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 i can't help but feel we've jumped ahead <laughs> talked about the ending already no well is that i mean is that it done done that's it yeah done cool <laughs> right well you can edit that and no it's uh i didn't I didn't realise until you mentioned that there were alternative endings. And I have to be honest with you, um, the scene where Jake is in this giant shark's mouth and you think, right, he's clearly not going to make it to him being like conscious (laughs) floating. He's got all his limbs and he's talking. It's just like, is this the same mouth for the same shark that has taken chunks out of boats and barges all the way through the entire film? Yeah, it must be like Wolverine. Yeah, that's it. Atomantia. <laughs> and and he can heal quite quickly. Just like, what the hell? Because I think you had wounds like that and you was just floating around in the water. You, you'd just lose all your blood into the water in no yeah, time, wouldn't you? bleed out, wouldn't you? But, you know, it's a good good that they decided to uh, really, like, completely ruin the ending by having him come back to life. And then there were some other sort of minor inaccuracies throughout the film that when you look at the film as a whole, they're sort of really insignificant because there were much bigger things to complain <laughs> about. But the scale of the shark seemed to change significantly in the scene where it's chasing Michael through the wreckage. Yeah, yeah. Clearly... That shark that we saw a moment ago is no way going to be able to fit in that doorway <laughs> and down that tiny little sort of corridor yeah, in that boat. You know? around. I mean, but to be fair, some of the best shots of the shark were in that tunnel because, I mean, the shark is just, you know, the great thing about Jaws was he saved the shark for the, till the end. Yeah. A lot of it wasn't through choice because the shark kept breaking down, but less is always more. Jaws 2. Uh, Jeanot Swark, the director, who, who also directed Naif. We discussed it no. a couple of weeks back. You're going to have to remind me. Supergirl. Oh, Supergirl, right, yes. Right. He directed Jaws 2 and he said, right, they've seen the shark, we're just going to show the shark. And he shows it all the way through. But it's still quite effective. I think there's one shot in particularly bad where it comes up and it's like mouth collapses in on itself because it's just made of rubber. Yeah, yeah. As it comes up the side of the boat. But apart from that, wasn't too bad a shark. Whereas this, it just looks like the ride, doesn't it? You know, it doesn't look like they've tried to make it look real at all. <laughs> there's, there's nothing scary about <laughs> no, it. No, and it's just so comical. And the way it moves is all wrong. And the way it jumps out of the water is all wrong. And going back to the beginning scene, though, where Sean dies. Yeah. I think that was such a great scene. It, you know, it was quite masterful in the editing and it was shocking because it's so quick editing wasn't it yeah the shark comes out and it looked like a great white shark coming out of the water in the dark the teeth then you see the ripping of the coat that he's wearing the the mac yeah then there's blood and then he falls back and i mean yeah it looks a bit dodgy it looks like he's got his arm tucked into his jumper doesn't it (laughs) into his mac when he falls back yeah and he realizes he's had his arm bit off but I loved it, and the way it cuts back to the carol service. Yeah. And they can't hear him. I like that, toing and throwing. And that's what gave me good hope when I was first watching it. I was like, oh, this is going to be really good. Because it's one of the most brutal deaths in Jaws, I think. It was a shocking scene. I can remember watching that as a young kid on TV and being like, bloody hell, you know? Mm. But 
you know, as you quickly discover when you move on from that, the film never regains that same no, edge, no. does it? I mean, the fucking shark roars in this. <laughs> the shark roars. And apparently the sound guy, um, they said, oh, we, we want to, you to make a roaring shark sound. And he's like, sharks don't roar. And they go, yeah, but it would just be effective. And he's he basically used a roar from an old Tom and Jerry film. <laughs> <laughs> and just basically used that. Because he thought it was a fucking joke. Good. But, I mean, should we talk about how this film got made? Well, yeah, I mean, it's got to be worth discussing. I mean, it must have been some sort of oversight on someone's behalf, surely. Yeah, Universal Studios was struggling a bit and they kept trying to make films that just kept failing. And one of the biggest flops in recent years, was Howard the Duck. Right, yes. I remember Howard the Duck, yeah. Which was a George Lucas production. The very first Marvel film. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Seems a strange character to make the first Marvel film about, doesn't it? Howard the Duck. Yeah, they've got quite an interesting collection of characters they could have chosen. Yeah. I always remember the the duck lady in the bath with tits. Yeah. Weird. Because isn't Howard the Duck <laughs> in one of the cages in... Um, yes, he is, isn't he? In Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He hasn't come into the uh, Avengers universe yet. Yeah, not entirely sure what he'd bring to the table. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that, they'd had loads of flops. And then Sid Sheinberg, who was like one of the top men there, he was like behind Spielberg in his early days as well. He championed Spielberg. But he thought what we need to do to make money back is make Jaws... Jaws 3 was panned by the critics. I think it was a, a success because of the gimmick of 3D, but it was panned by the critics. So he said, what we're going to do is we're going to make a film and we're going to take it back to the Jaws roots and it's going to be a personal film and it's going to be about people and about the family. <laughs> right. Um, and then he hired Joseph Sargent, who up to that point had a pretty successful film called The Taken of Pelham 123. Which starred Robert Shaw out of Jaws and Walter Matthau. Yeah. So Sid Sheinberg said, look, we want to make this Jaws film. And he's like, no, I'm not interested. He's like, we'll let you be executive producer. So you have final say as well. Like, So he's like, okay, I accept the challenge. And then they're like, right, but we've only got nine months to do it. <laughs> I think it's like the quickest film ever to be made. Yeah. Nine months from planning to release. That's crazy. So they were shot in the foot before they even started. So I think when they filmed the Amity scenes with Sean, I bet they was like, I'm feeling pretty good about this. <laughs> and then as the dailies come in, as the film went on, they must have just been, what the fuck's <laughs> going on here? <laughs> this is falling apart. The film was appalling from start to finish. I mean, there are things in the script and in the plot that must have set, triggers going off in people's head like oh what we're going to do is we're going to have ellen brody so she's got this sort of sixth sense so that she knows <laughs> when the shark's attacking a member of her family and we're going to make that a thing it's like nah, we, we could leave that out it would be very easy to leave that out you know it's only one short split two three second clip where she stops pauses looks worried and then goes back on with her life we could leave it out no, no, no. Let's 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 keep that in. Yeah, it looks <laughs> looks important. And the fact that the shark is is on for revenge. Oh God! It's chasing them. It chases them across the globe 
to the Caribbean in hot yeah. waters where great white sharks don't exist. Yeah. But just to get revenge. There's a storyline that was taken out of the, the original screenplay as well, where Michael in the Bahamas had upset a witch doctor. Right. And the witch doctor performed voodoo to entice the sharks to take revenge on the Brody family. <laughs> right. Now, as stupid as that seems, right, that would actually make some of the film make yeah. some sense, yeah. wouldn't it? I mean, it's still in the... No- there's a novelization of the film uh, of George's Revenge and it still exists. That storyline still exists in that. Why, the f- why did they omit that? Because, like... This shark, it's like, right, if it gets Sean Brody to start off with, it's just like, ah, that's just a real unfortunate coincidence. But now that it's, you know, you've got the shark, it somehow can recognise Michael Brody's little girl, Thea. It knows to avoid other people and go straight for Michael Brody. And it knows Ellen Brody. And it's just like... Yeah, it's crazy how the shark has followed them all the way to the Bahamas when they was on a plane. Yeah. So it's tracked them. You know, why didn't it just get them all at the beginning when they was on the Amity Island ferry? The whole family was on the ferry. All of them, you know? It could have just got them then and saved itself so much trouble. And the thing is, is throughout the course of the film, you see the shark attacking boats and barges that are equal to the size <laughs> of the Amity ferry. It just makes no sense. No, absolutely no sense. Um, I will say something I noticed... Spielberg, he always, in his films, he likes to flash up the colour yellow when there's going to be danger. Yeah. He thinks red, red would be too obvious, so he uses yellow. And that's obviously trickled down into the making of Jaws the Revenge, because first of all, Sean puts on his yellow Mac. Yeah. And as soon as I was watching it this time, I was like, ah, yellow Mac. No, I know it's coming. I knew it was coming anyway, I'd seen the film. Then Sean gets it. Uh, later on... They're out in the yellow, little yellow submarine. The Beatles. <laughs> yeah. The little yellow submersible. Yeah. Michael gets attacked. Then there's the yellow banana boat. Yeah. And fear gets attacked. So it's one of those little traits I noticed just flashing up again in this film. That did actually cross my mind because I've got to be honest, until you mentioned it years ago about Spielberg and the colour yellow, I had no idea. And then... Um, I was watching, I think I watched Jaws back because it, um, he has the yellow barrels as well, doesn't he, in Jaws attached, yeah, to, the, yeah. attached to the shark. And, uh, and the thing is, is they tried to emulate that in this film with the the sonar, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. So every time the shark appears, you can hear its little heart beating. And it, it does work to an extent. But the thing is, is they, they didn't have any suspense. It was just like, oh, Michael, it's here, the shark... <laughs> The heartbeat. Oh, the shark's right next to you. Uh, you know what I mean? It's just like, there was no suspense, yeah. No, it's just, oh my God, you're being attacked by a massive rubber shark. Quick, Robin, throw down the shark repellent bat spray. <laughs> Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Nath, one day we'll one, do One this. day it's got to be done. <laughs> Definitely. I was like Googling the cast... Judith Barcy, who is the little girl that played Fear. Yeah. Um, the next year, she was shot in the head by her father and killed. What the fuck? Pretty tragic. I was like, fucking hell. 
she was like quite a good little child actress and i thought she was quite good in this it's half the reason i looked up about her yeah. to be honest um but yeah her dad was in a bit fucking unstable and he kept threatening he'd kill her mum and her and himself and that's what he'd done he killed them all killed them both and then killed himself fucking tragic yeah. i was gonna say talking about the cast and i'm here on imbd now uh, it's it's quite nice that mrs kittner was in the film yeah yeah back at amity island martha filmed at martha's vineyard and mrs kittner is actually um a woman from Martha's Vineyard. Right. And um, there's another woman in there as well who appears in the original Jaws films in the house as well. Um, um, Mrs. Taft. Mrs. Taft, yeah. Fritzy Jane Courtney. And Mrs. Kittner, Lee Fierro. And a lot of people sort of, I've watched a few reviews and things of Jaws and they're like, what is she doing there? She slapped Brody. She wouldn't be there. And I think in a little community like that, they'd probably learn that Chief Brody wasn't the villain after all, you know? She probably, at some point, would have forgiven and found out the sort of the truth about Chief Brody. And I don't think she would have fallen out with that family. No. But, um, 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 but, but, um, 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 and he got her the role in Jaws. And she'd actually been in a, an episode or the very first film of Kojak, which was directed by Joseph Sargent, who directed Jaws the Revenge. Right. Just little facts. More little facts for you. Love little facts, don't we? Oh, I do. Wasn't the dream sequence awful? <laughs> the dream sequence. Which one was that? Where Ellen goes out swimming in the Bahamas. Yeah. And then... Uh, all of a sudden, she's attacked by the shark. And you're thinking, we're only 20 minutes into the film. She's not being attacked by a shark. You knew what it was. You know, it's like, oh, God. Yeah. It's like, throwing every gimmick at us. It's pointless, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's just her acting all the way through the film was just fucking appalling. You know, and even when she was acting, I couldn't think of anything else other than those ridiculous shoulder pads that she was wearing in every scene. No, you know, and ah, the scene where she goes, she's at the festival with Michael Caine, and then she goes off and she's trying to dance, pretending to be happy. I was just, oh, it was painful. Oh god! And then Michael Caine dances, and that was painful to watch as well. Yeah, I, I just honestly wanted to be sick in my own mouth. (laughs) Well, better than being sick in someone else's. (laughs) It, It made it made. Parts of Supergirl 1984 <laughs> seem believable. Yeah. You think like, oh, we got Michael Caine for this. Brilliant. Let's give him a big introduction. Oh, no, just all of a sudden he's just there flying the plane <laughs> in the blue screen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his character, Hoagie, is awful, isn't it? Oh, S- my God. Let me tell you about the time. <laughs> Fuck off, Hoagie! Yeah. Stop telling us your bullshit fucking stories. Why are you even here anyway? You're just a pilot. Fuck off. When they were writing the dialogue for this film, writing the scripts, they're like, what do people talk about? Sex. That's all they talk about. Yeah. They're talking about sex to their friends, sex to his mum. Or that, you know, they're talking about it in front of Michael's mum. It's, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. They did try to sexy it up a bit, but <laughs> yeah. i got to be honest, though, right? Karen Young. Yeah. For me was the best performance in the whole film. In the film. Yeah, I thought she was the most believable actor in the whole film. And um, I actually thought, you know, she was pretty sexy in it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It stood out to me. Well, this is- I don't know. Uh, Mario Van Peebles as Jake certainly didn't stand out to me. His accent was terrible. Yeah. It wasn't even necessary. Like, he didn't have to be Jamaican. No one else was. <laughs> I didn't think Lance Guest was too bad in a bad role. I didn't think he was too bad. I don't know. It's hard to tell what's good and what's bad when you're watching a film with that sort of... Dis- disregard for credibility. <laughs> yeah, it's just absolutely shit. Well, you know, it's 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 just funny that they tried to discredit Jaws 3. They tried to completely forget about Jaws 3. There's no mention of it. You know, let's make this instead, almost, you know? Yeah. And then it's absolutely awful. This time it's personal, the poster says, you know? It's, <sighs> Is uh, is it personal? <laughs> Isn't it? Back to the Future, Jaws 19. Yeah. And next to it, it says, this time it's really, really personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, just like <laughs> the whole thing about cataloguing the snails on the sea floor as well and about their... The conches, Their yeah. dissertation and, and their doctorate or whatever, just... Ah, you know, they keep talking about the snails. That's wonderful. It's great. There's got to be something driving the plot to get them in the water, but they couldn't (laughs) think of anything better than that. And then, um, like, Michael, just like, you know, at this point, totally in agreement with the idea, oh, yeah, let's go and study this massive shark that I have strong suspicions is literally just chased me halfway across the world. (laughs) with the intention of killing me like yeah yeah all right let's go do that as long as we can go back to the snails afterwards yeah it was all really weak yeah wasn't it yeah um the weird thing for me when i'm watching this film now michael's got a beard you don't think anything of it in this day and age but i remember thinking when we were watching it as a kid no one had beards in the 80s unless he was like a bad guy or a bastard in a film or something you know or the twits yeah yeah and i remember thinking why has he got a beard? I don't want Michael Brody to have a beard. He looks like a hippie. And <laughs> I remember that really standing out for me back as a child. Well, he did have a beard, didn't he? He did have a beard, yeah. Right, here's a question for you. After Jaws attacks the banana boat... Yeah. I mean, right, hang on a minute, because just clarify something for me. <laughs> Where did this shark actually come from? Is this a shark that got away in one of the previous films? Well, no, Nathan, because they all died. So this is a new shark. <laughs> yeah, just a minor point they've overlooked, isn't it? Right. Okay. So how? <laughs> why is it personal to this shark? They need to give the backstory of the shark and its lineage so that we know which shark from the Jaws trilogy, the previous Jaws trilogy, it was obviously related um, to. Related yeah. to, so that we know it's personal. <laughs> yeah. It could have been any of them. They was probably all related. Ah, uh, inbred, <laughs> like short-tempered, inbred, great whites. Yeah. Ill-tempered, mutated sea bass. <laughs> <laughs> any, anyway, right, glossing over that minor oversight in the whole plot. Yeah. After Jaws, the, the fourth... I guess after Jaws the Fourth attacks the banana boat, Ellen Brody is like, "Right, I've had enough. Yeah, I'm gonna get get on that boat. Is gonna get real. Yeah, what is she actually planning on doing? Can you clarify that for me? Is she going after the shark, or is she just gonna let the shark take her? I I don't know. She has no plan. But what I don't get is that 
Michael and Jake are out on the boat. Yeah. Doing what they're doing. We're doing conches in the morning, shark in the afternoon. <laughs> um, Michael, come on. We've got to go because your wife's unveiling that sculpture that terrifies Ellen because it looks like a shark, doesn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's like, you're going to be late. So they're not there at the unveiling yeah. of the sculpture because they're out on the boat. <laughs> right, yeah, I know where you're going with this now. They're out on the boat that Ellen steals. Yes, yeah. When they're out on it. Like, where did she get the fucking boat? Why? What? How did she get the boat if they're not back? Do you think they sort of missed out on a bit where they went back to shore and were like, fuck going to that unveiling of that <laughs> shit horrendous sculpture. Let's go and have a beer. Something like that. Must have been. And let's talk about that sculpture for a minute because it was fucking appalling, wasn't it? It was. But what did you think of having that girl welding? Did it remind you of Flashdance? It did a bit and I've got to be honest. Is that why you liked her? Flashdance, sexy as fuck. Yeah, but a, a far superior film to Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> um, no, I just, it's not not that I like the girl so much. I just thought that she, her acting sort of, it, it, you know, it's not standout. She wasn't given any standout scenes, but like when she was delivering her lines, she just seemed far more believable than any yeah. other character in the whole film, you know? And I just, you know, for whatever reason, you know, young woman in the Caribbean not wearing a hell of a lot, just seemed sexy. I mean, there's not a hell of a lot of sex appeal in the whole film, let's be honest with you. Well, I think Ellen's side part in oh. hairstyle does it for me. Yeah. She looked like a like a little blonde Hitler in <laughs> some shots, doesn't she? <laughs> just like a little blonde Hitler. Yeah, just without the tash. Just like, yeah, oh, I, I can't grow a fucking really prominent tash. I'll just wear these ridiculous shoulder pads. Did that scene, um, again, though, where she's dancing with Hoagie, that, what is this? It's a local festival. Right, <laughs> yeah, we can see that, but what is it? <laughs> that doesn't answer the question, does it? She's, she's like, this is a local festival. Oh, great. <laughs> oh, so, you know, usually if there's a local festival, it's there for a reason. It's like to represent something Yeah. in the town's history or something. You know, it's like, oh, it's just a local festival. What's it about? We don't know. Don't We don't care. We show no interest in the black culture. Yeah. We're just here to exploit them. That's that's not going to in any way drive the plot on. So <laughs> let's just gloss over it and then you can dance really terrible. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll join in. And then just that's that's the bit where they're at the festival, the uh, anonymous festival, where she suddenly has that, oh, no. I sensed a disturbance in the force. <laughs> yeah, and that's when Michael sees the shark, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that when it attacks Michael's boat? We met it earlier, didn't we, when it comes up beside Jake? Yeah, Jake's in the in the mini-sub, isn't he? And uh, then they get, yeah, he's like, oh, man, we've got a big fish down here, or whatever he says. And then uh, <laughs> it comes up and it's like, yeah. It's, and then they're like, oh, my God, why did it swim, swim straight past me and go straight for the boat? And then Michael's like, he knows, but he's not letting on. Yeah. Don't tell my mummy about this. <laughs> Please don't tell my mummy about the big rubber shark. Please don't tell my mummy. There's a big giant penis shaped shark after me. That's what they used to call it uh, on Jaws, the set of Jaws. They used to call it, it's called Bruce the Shark after Spielberg's lawyer. Yeah. So the shark is always credited as Bruce when people talk about it. But they also used to call it the cock. <laughs> 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 Bring on the cock, they used to go. 
nice. And you can see why in this film, can't you? It just looks like a fucking massive vibrator or something, doesn't oh, it? Oh, it's just a giant rubber phallus, isn't it? <laughs> it's awful. But, I mean, in some places, you can see the track on the seabed yeah. and the hydraulics coming out of the bloody thing as it's moving it across the shore. You know, it's just awful. Wouldn't you notice that in the editing? But, yeah, when you see the hydraulics and that, they must have looked at it and gone, oh, that's that's a shame. But it is such a good shot. <laughs> oh, let's, le- let's yeah, leave it in. Yeah, what point do they go, have we got any other? No, the others are worse. What, worse than that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the others are worse. All right, we'll keep that one then. Should we use that trick that Spielberg did where he just left loads of the bits where the shark didn't work out to add suspense? <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's just put it in. No, because we didn't film anything else. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, the ending, the theatrical ending where the, they're electrocuting the shark. Oh, they're sending that pulse. From yeah. The- what version of the film did you see? Did you see Jake survive? Yes, yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, on the original version... If you watch on YouTube the endings, maybe I'll share them to um, the Facebook page. Yeah. www.facebook.com forward slash we need to talk about movies podcast. Um, they compare like the two endings and the shark leaps out of the water and then she drives the front of the boat through the shark. Yeah. And then there's blood spewing out of its mouth and then the, sh- the boat collapses and then it goes under and the shark obviously dies. Yeah. The ending of the version that we watched, which is released all over the world, the international version, this is the ending that they've edited since. They've took out the shots of the shark bleeding to death on the end of the pit, on the end of the spike. Yeah. They've inserted shots from Jaws where the shark blows up and then sinks in a bloody cloud. And it's all just thrown together in this mismatch of confused editing isn't it you know and I, it's like, I thought the shark exploded and i was like why the <laughs> fuck did the shark explode <laughs> and it's the same footage for jaws and it keeps going pat it has the flashbacks as well doesn't it oh don't. ellen has memories of things that she wasn't even there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> chief brody <laughs> shooting the shark she's she saw that from every angle that spielberg had shot it yeah in. yeah yeah uh, oh, she might have just gone to the pictures. Well, no, Chief um, Brody must have told her in so many details, so much detail, <laughs> what had happened that she conjured up this exact image. And you know, that's, oh, son of a bitch. Like, uh, Hoagie, Michael Caine's character, Hoagie, in that last scene, it's like every other word is, son of a bitch, son of a bitch, son of a bitch. And what was the point in dive-bombing the shark? With the plane. No, he didn't even dive bomb the, the shark. No, just... when, when the shark's going for the back of the boat, he goes down really low and he's trying to dip the wing <laughs> to, to touch <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Sh- And he doesn't even touch the shark. Like, nothing happens. It, nothing is achieved. And it's just like, <laughs> right, okay. Is that what I think it is? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but this is what I mean, awful. right? That In that scene, the shark is almost as big as the fucking boat, right? <laughs> yeah. When they're underwater being chased through the wreckage, that same shark, supposedly, is going through the same size holes as what Michael's trying to struggle yeah. through with his scuba diver gear on to get away from it. Yeah, there's no continuity, is there? There's loads of... If you look on IMDb, there is hundreds and hundreds of mistakes. Um, but I reckon I, the worst one for me, most glaringly obvious one, is 
after Michael Caine has he's landed the plane in the water and he's like, complain, complain, complain. That's all you lot ever bloody do. <laughs> like, they're all jumping into the water. And then the shark comes up and he's like, Jesus Christ or something, isn't he? And <laughs> the shark takes him down. Two minutes later, he's back out the water, climbing up the side of the boat, bone dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And his cat, yeah, we said about his stories and that. The one line that I can remember from this film, actually, I remembered nearly every line as I was watching it. I almost knew as many lines as I know when I watch Jaws. But before watching it again, the only line I could remember from the whole film is, I used to know a one-armed piano player. It took him two minutes to play the minute waltz. (laughs) (laughs) Which he's telling to Ellen, whose son she's had to go and uh, identify with only one arm. Oh, God, yeah. And that didn't, Fucking that Jesus. Didn't, that didn't sink in for her, you know? Other things make her, oh, God, something slightly familiar has made me think about, oh. But the fact that he's telling a joke about someone with one arm, <laughs> straight over her head. Oh, it's just fucking ridiculous, isn't it? Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't, isn't it fucking ridiculous? Uh, yeah, talking about flashbacks as well the, you see the scene with michael and fear where she's copying him and he's almost doing exactly the same faces that chief Bodie done you know yeah all right you want to make a film as poignant as the first one you've said that don't just blatantly copy and then they've pasted in the flashback of chief Bodie and sean doing that as well haven't they yeah, yeah it's just yeah. awful don't need it um and not only does the shark roar in this film, and I mean, yeah. it's, it's a rubbish shark captured poorly with the camera. You'd be thinking, like you were saying, we shouldn't show so much. Maybe we could cut that, like use Spielberg. No, no, what they are going to do is have it in slow motion. <laughs> <laughs> like that whole scene at the end when Jake is killed is like appalling slow motion, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing I can think of is it must have looked horrendous at natural speed. <laughs> it must have been, been yeah. like, oh my God, yeah, that's that's fucking awful. But we need to fill this amount of time. Well, that one and a half second piece there is sort of passable. Let's just slow that down a hell of a lot. <laughs> yeah, 26 seconds it's just, of a slow fish roaring. Oh, mate, it's just fucking horrendous, <laughs> isn't it? Um, um, Michael Caine's got the last line of the film, isn't he? He's like... Did I ever tell you about the time I took a hundred nuns to Nairobi? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, Hoagie, with your bullshit stories, innit? Yeah, nobody Jesus. fucking cares, mate. <laughs> Crack on. I just don't know what to say, mate. It just, I couldn't believe when we were watching it how bad it actually was. It's uh, definitely the worst of all four Jaws films. They do get progressively worse. I mean, two. Is the best of a bad bunch. It's not a bad film, too, is it? I've watched that recently, actually. But it's it's more of a horror, isn't it? It's got all the teens, and one by one, they all get picked off, like in a horror film, really, isn't it? Yeah. Three was just a gimmicky, sort of trashy, sort of low-budget thing, but it had Dennis Quaid in it. I always used to think Dennis Quaid was quite a good actor when I was younger. Quite liked him in things. He's like a poor man's uh, Harrison Ford, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I'm quite looking forward to watching Free again for this at some point, um, knowing that that will probably be the last time I'll ever need to watch it. 
I'm sure I won't enjoy it as much once we're watching it, but it's quite good watching these films knowing that we're going to we're going to just take them apart and then never need to watch them again. Have you um ever seen Jaws once or twice? <laughs> no, what what about have you seen Meg? <sighs> I've watched some I've watched some of Jason it. Statham? I didn't really like it. If I'm honest, um, uh, I don't think I even finished it in the end. Oh, that is, that's a shame. Yeah, it wasn't for it, me, Nath. I don't think but, any films ever made up to Jaws. Um, Open Water was quite good. It's a true story, isn't it? And the man and the woman diving and then they count the heads back on the boat, but they count someone twice or something. Right. Yeah. 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 And they end up leaving them and they're in shark infested water. That was quite good. A low budget film. But, and it was like really low budget, but I thought it was really well made and really tense. Yeah, I haven't seen that. One. And I watched that at the cinema, and when we left the cinema, everyone was, oh, that was fucking shit. Oh, Deep Blue Sea was much better. Fuck off, was Deep Blue Sea better? <laughs> Is that the one with the mutant genetically engineered sharks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought I thought Open Water was quite an interesting film, and it, like I say, it's a true story. It's a low budget. What they'd done. For that budget, I thought it was a good job. Yeah. Um, but Deep Blue Sea, yeah, it's just a terrible sort of... That was what happened, wasn't it? Jurassic Park came out. CGI dinosaurs. Everyone remembers the scene with the raptor chasing them around in the kitchens, you know? Yeah. Um, and then that was all CGI films were for a while, wasn't it? You had Hollow Man and he's the invisible man going around killing everyone off. Kevin Bacon, wasn't it? Right. And they're all just stuck in this one location and he's chasing them all around. And then the Deep Blue Sea came out pretty close after and it's exactly the same film. It's just a great white shark this time going around killing everyone in in like a in a complex sort of thing, you know? And yeah, just fucking... I got bored at that point and I was thinking... It's got to be more for CGI. It wasn't until, I think, Lord of the Rings came out. That, like, whether Star Wars films and, and, and Lord of the Rings, you're like, all right, now I can see where this is it's taking off a bit. On The Matrix, I suppose. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it all got a bit, it, all, it was getting a bit samey at that point, I think. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, the, the only reason I brought up the Meg is because I, if you'd have seen the whole thing, I mean, I would rate it over sort of probably all of the Jaws films except for Jaws, if I'm honest. Yeah? Yeah, well, I mean, it's sort of, it's not Jaws. I mean, the fact that it's a Megalodon sort of makes it sort of a bit more interesting. Yeah. Uh, Just the sheer scale of the shark. But obviously that's something they've only been able to do with CGI. Well, they've done it in Jaws 3. Yeah, how big was it in Jaws 3? It was like a giant shark wasn't it right i can't remember at the end isn't like one of the there's like this australian sea hunter who's the bit of the, like the quint sort of character yeah and he's a bit of a smarmy bastard and he's killed but he's trapped in between the jaws he's inside the mouth with a hand grenade and isn't that how they kill it michael Brody, dennis quaid hooks the pin out of the shark's mouth or something but yeah it's a massive shark with a little, you know, with a man clearly stuck in his mouth. Like, you see the photos of the Megalodon. The Megalodon's, like, jaws. Yeah, you? yeah. With the five scientists stood inside it. It's like that sort of size. 
but shit. It's also a cardboard flatfish. <laughs> oh, right, good. And some bits is like a, a plasticine fish as well. Oh, it's pretty awful. One of the screenshots that's just come up is uh, where in Jaws the Revenge, where the shark is attacking the woman off the back of the banana boat. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's out, out of the water with her in its mouth, just sort of thrashing around. <laughs> just like Floating, isn't it? In, yeah. Above the water. What the fuck? But it does that a lot. Like when it kills Jake at the end, it's sort of out above the water as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see also a, a shot of the shark under Chief Brody on, as he's up the pole. Yeah. There's that image. And that looks good, you know? There's one that looks better than the other, but I mean, it wasn't a bad shark for that time, you know. It still it does look corny in places, but they f- film it in such a way that it looks great. And I always remember in Jaws the shot of when the bloke tips over on the boat, um, the little rowing boat. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then as the shark comes out of the water before it bites his leg off and it just takes him down, and you just see it sinking down with him. And I think fantastic you know it was just enough to to show it without showing it in sort of it's all it's rubber detail you know yeah 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 there's no effective photography in this film is there no jaws of revenge they're, they're, they're quite like callous about the whole thing they just don't give a shit do they you know what i mean <laughs> no you know we was talking about uh the raspberries and how peter o'toole and and Faye Dunaway, uh, they both won the Raspberries for Supergirl. Yep. Uh, the Raspberry this year, when Jaws the Revenge came out, went to Bruce the Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, deservedly so. So, yeah, that was another rubbish film anyway, Nath. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Jaws? The revenge. No, I think. I mean, I think that pretty much sums it up, mate. Yeah, it's it was fucking shocking, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? It was dull and awful. Yeah, just not very good at all, was it, Nathan? There are, like you said, once you get past that first uh, kill uh, back at the Amity site, there's just yeah, there's nothing in it that shocks, scares. There's no moment in it where you're tense or you know where there's any no. tension or suspense. It's just yeah. I know, and it was like the film almost felt good up to the moment they go to the Bahamas, really, wasn't it? Yeah. It's yeah. half decent. And it's like f- a false promise, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know, mate. It just, it didn't need to be made in the first place. No. No, definitely not. But there we go. Another rubbish film discussed, Nathan. Yep. So next week, it's going to be your choice, boy. Yes, it is. And then the week after that, it's back to the audience again, the listeners to choose. So if you haven't already, please get your suggestions in. There's a pinned post on our Facebook page, or you can email us at wnmovietalk at gmail.com. Tell us your film, why you want us to talk about it, if it's a good film or a bad film, if it means anything to you, you know, if it's got like a history. Let us know what your film is. And, uh, yeah, we look forward to discussing that in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, please do email because uh, I quite enjoy the audience, the idea of the audience suggestions. Yeah, yeah. And it would be good to hear in a bit more detail your choices. But 
that being said, you can do the same thing over on our Facebook page to the pin post at the top of the page. And if no one emails, we'll just pick one of them anyway. So Cool. But don't let that put you off emailing us. <laughs> so, Nathan. Trevor. Thanks ever so much for joining me. Uh, yeah, thank you for letting me be a part of it, mate. No worries. Thank you for sitting through Jaws the Revenge again. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> like you said about uh, Jaws 3D, you know, at least there is absolutely no other reason now to have to go back and watch that again. No. <laughs> And thank you everyone for listening and we will be back again next this time next week. See you all again. Chase. Chase. Chase.